Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton, and this is part three of our conversation on home walls, setting home walls, using home walls, all the things home walls, because I think everybody built a home wall during COVID, during the early days of COVID, not that we're ever going to be out of COVID, you know, that's going to be around. Um, but everybody's got a home wall now, practically. Good for them. Yeah. And... uh so we've got a ton of questions here from listeners, from fans, and Zach and I have been working together on building a course, Boulder Builder, uh, for learning how to create boulders on a spray wall or board that's already set. And I suppose if you're just tuning in at part three, I should introduce you to Zach Alexander from 42 North Bouldering. Hey, guys. Um we're going to jump into these questions. This first one, actually, we didn't come up with hardwired because of this question. It just happens to be fortuitous. Um, oh. But Alex Kwan said, would love to see a collection of your favorite routes on your wall. And Alex, you are in luck. Um, we have spent the last multiple days filming some of our favorite many of our favorite boulders in the machine shop. Not all of them, though. <laughs> Not all. But eventually we may get around to damn near all of them. Um, we've we've currently got about 20, um, maybe a little more now. And we're planning on putting out the just a video of the boulder with a short voiceover, um, each about a minute long. Those will go out on Instagram, may go out on YouTube as well. And... For the Boulder Builder course, we've got a big bonus section of these hardwired videos that will be you watch the boulder, you hear the voiceover, and then you and I spend around five or seven minutes discussing each boulder. So kind of the methods, the objectives, the holds used, um, and telling stories about the boulders. Yeah, all of it. You might actually already have one out at the time of this recording, huh? Um. One of the like the hardwired full videos conversations. No, the uh, oh, the hardwired the, the are out Instagram there. Instagram yep. videos. One of them's out there. There'll probably be more coming very soon. I'm planning on trying to put them out weekly um, for you know the next twenty five hundred weeks or so. <laughs> um, and then the conversations will be in the Boulder Builder course, um, and some of those will probably make their way to social media. So Alex, be on the lookout for those. Um, they are alive. Next question from Ian McDonald. Uh, strategies for marking or cataloging problems? Well, I would say tape seems a little antiquated at this point. Yeah, I think that was the way for years, um, taping the holds. And maybe some people who climb in commercial gyms now don't even know about tape. <laughs> you know, I hadn't considered that. <laughs> it's all monochromatic setting now. And, yeah. and I've seen a few people with home walls try to do them monochromatically. Ooh. And I, 
I think that's a rough way to go. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, unless you happen to be independently wealthy, then might work for you. But that'd be cool. Otherwise, it's going to cost a fortune. Um, what we do when when we first built the wall is we named all of the holds and kept all of the little resulting poems that created boulder problems in a binder. Uh, and we kind of stole that system from Todd Skinner. I believe it's a similar system to a lot of the old Brit cellar walls uh, that they had because I would see a lot of their holds named. Um, so that was what we used to do. There were some drawbacks to that, like you would have to name every foothold if you wanted to delineate which feet were in on a problem, you know, mm -hmm. or you just sprayed your wall with a specific color of jibs and said only this color jib for this problem. You know, all, all red jibs are in for this one. All blue jibs are in for this one, whatever it was. So there were some limitations and now we use the eat spray love app. Yeah. The app is great. You don't have to name the holds, but I still like that most of the holds are named. I think I that's helpful. Yeah, I do too. It makes for an interesting way to talk about the boulder and about the wall. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to just say, oh, that blue sloper. Mm -hmm. You know, you then the holds all have names and we can talk about them. And I like naming the problems as well. No, it's still, it's still fun. It also allows, like uh, we refer to, in the course a few times, it gives us another theme to work with on the wall, another way to break down the wall into smaller chunks. So that's, that's nice. And, uh, even when you and I have conversations about something that maybe we're excited about or working on, or maybe we had a moment of inspiration away from the machine shop, you could reference a hold by name and there is a pretty decent chance that I would know it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it still has a lot of helpfulness. Yeah, I think so. Yep. And I do love the app. It's great. Um, it it solves a lot of the problems we had because we've got we've got over eight hundred holds on our forty five, and coming up with eight hundred names is tough, <laughs> you know. And then if you're going to name all the footholds as well, that becomes even harder. Yeah. Um, and writing the names on the wall for a foothold, you know, you only have so many single letters. You can use Roman numerals, asterisks, <laughs> yeah. Like so, yeah. So I love the app that you can delineate all the holds, and I tried pretty much every app that's out there. Oh, um, before I found Eat Spray Love, and the reason, and I'll kind of go through why I chose Eat Spray Love. Um, one of the apps that's out there, the Stoked app has the much better, like better looking interface. It works really well. But the problem with it is that you have to digitize the, the photo of the wall so that when you tap a hold, it outlines it perfectly. So they do that work. So your wall is set. You can't add a new photo of your wall. Um, and for us, because we're constantly adding holds or tweaking, moving things around. So often. There's no way we could do that. Um, that's why the Stoked app didn't get the call from me. That was mm. the like, that was my second choice. There are a couple others um, that operate like Eat Spray Love now, um, but all of the others had one issue or another that I really didn't 
care for. Hmm. Um, but because Eat, Spray, Love allows you to take your own photo and use it, and it allows you to delineate um, hands versus feet, it allows you to set rules, it has all the things that I think we need for our wall. No, it's great. I think we uh, we use it. We love it. It's fantastic. Mm. Being able to take the photos all the time is great. It's writing notes, whether it's rules or whatever. You can actually log it and add comments to it as uh, somebody who has climbed it or attempted it. Yeah, and you can build circuits in there, you know, yeah, whatever you want. You can filter by setter, by style, by grade. Yeah, you can search. You, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, so Eat, Spray, Love is my suggestion every single time somebody asks me about this. But I would suggest naming your holds just because it's fun. No, I, yeah. All right, um, RJ Omen, who was in um, first episode as well, he just wanted us to geek out on resin holds. Um, the best resin holds ever, he suggested, are the Nikros cobbles. I can't agree with you there, Bob. Um they are good, but I wouldn't call them the best ever. Whoa. But resin holds do have a particular appeal. Yeah. Old holds are great. Yeah. Why? Texture. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Durability. I don't know. I think it's... Is there, is there more? I see a lot of people complain about the texture. Like they want... They want to add paint with sand in it to their old resin holds they got from their old gym. Why? And I, that's exactly the question. Why? It's so good when they're slippery and hard to hold. Like that's the whole point of training is to get better. Why let the friction, why let the texture of the hold do the work for you? Yeah, I guess I just have a different approach to it. I don't know. I I love wood holds too, you yeah. know? So, and Wood's it's kind of, it's similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Do you have in the machine shop a favorite old resin hold? <clears throat> hmm. Do I have a favorite old resin Even hold? Even if it's a love-hate relationship? Oh, well, there's... There's a few of those, that's for sure. On the 20, you have a hold called Slimper that yeah. has taken more skin off of my knuckle than any hold <laughs> outdoors or indoors ever has. Yeah. But I love it. It's brilliant. It really is a great hold. Appropriately named. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know that that's true. Is it? There's, there's no imper part to it. It's just the. It's just the slit. You don't try to close your hand on that thing. No, I pinch it. I pinch it like a lot of holds. I pinch it, and maybe largely because I'm afraid of losing more knuckle skin. <laughs> As it sits, I still stick my hand into a bleach bucket a lot. You know, so it's kind of rough. It's true. Um. <clears throat> Old pusher holds are always going to be a favorite. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. In fact, I think one of my favorite like love-hate holds is probably cheese wheel at this point. Yeah. Because it's a big hold, like you can I mean it it could be a jug if it, it were if it had texture on it, it's a bucket. It would be a bucket. Yeah. But because it has no texture and because I've got it oriented as a side pull, 
it's very easy to hit that hold and think you're going to fall off of it. Um, you squeeze like crazy. You want to meat hook the top of it. You know, it's a, it's just an, an anxiety inducing hold, especially when you go big and a little out of control to it. And it's at the top of your wall. And it's at the top of the wall. And I kind of love that about it. Well, maybe you know this. What's that hold set titled? Because it's the same hold set that has carbon dated and... Uh, no, no, not the same as carbon dated. Oh, it's not the same hold carbon set. Carbon dated is a font series hold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, that's my favorite set. The, the font, font series. Yeah, I yep. love it. In the old plastic or yep. resin, it's, yeah, that's right up there with like me. Like Lugie. Yeah. Lugie on the 20 is a font series hold. If there were some of the new shapes out there that Kilter or Atomic or some of those like really symmetrical half moon shapes or even uh, the comfy crimps if they were in that old resin that that would be right yeah. there for me yeah i i tend to like those holds a lot as well um i think that pusher set for some reason i just want to say it was called cobbles but that may mm. not be right okay uh, that bob just might have that in my head from his nicros cobbles. who made laguardia laguardia is a pusher that's a pusher pinch. too yeah Big pusher pinch. What about Death Star? Death Star is sort of a knockoff. There was a pusher Death Star mm -hmm. that looked almost identical. That's Atomic's like knockoff version of it. Oh, interesting. And that's in new hold. Yeah, but that's a sweet shape. It's slippery too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so. old Stone Age holds on the wall, right? That are in, Ooh, yeah. That are in that Stone old resin. Stone Wing is old Stone Age. Yeah. And, there's a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Old holds, if you if you have a home wall, a spray wall, woody, and you avoid old holds because they're too slippery, send, send me a message <laughs> <laughs> when you're avoiding them. We want them. Yeah, I want to know. Um, Get a range of trade. And I have a network of people out there who also want them, so don't tell them about it. Um, the Bonamichis. I'm looking at both of you right now. You have too many great holds as it is. You don't need all the rest of them. I suppose I could say that about myself too. <laughs> I have too many good holds already. Leave some for everyone else. <clears throat> all right. Uh, from Kimstagram. Hi, guys. Um, volumes or no volumes? Depends on, on your, the wall. On your home wall. Depends on the wall a little bit but i would say in general volumes increase the surface area of your wall which it's i think is quite interesting because one of the things i hear against volumes is that it takes up too much space well I but it actually creates more yeah i think that's that is true i'm I, I challenge somebody to prove me otherwise. Like if you're strictly measuring the surface area of the wall, a volume takes its footprint and then makes it more. My thing with volumes is when I would pick a volume for a home wall, I would one, choose carefully where on my wall I am putting the volume. But then I would, I don't necessarily want volumes that protrude. They have a large mm. profile that protrude away from the wall. Um, very far. Yeah, but, same. 
But otherwise, they increase the amount of angles, they increase your surface area, so the amount of holds that you can put on the wall. And if carefully placed and it makes sense on your wall, in support. Yeah, I really like a lot of the small, low-profile volumes that are Mm -hmm. out there. Uh, Even a slight change in the, like, angle that you're putting a hold on can make such a big difference. Yeah. Um, And I also like volumes in the corners and sides of the wall. Yeah. It just just seems to add a little bit that makes it a little more interesting, a little more useful. Um, One thing I would change about the 45 in the machine shop is I would add a few more volumes. Some of those baby... Mm. Little, triangle little triangles from escape yeah i'm sure a bunch of people make them uh the first spray wall i ever climbed on a lot was in college and my buddy started making them and they mm-hmm. were all over of different sizes but always pretty low profile and they were sweet man they yeah they really help you be creative they give you more options you can put more holds on the wall what's not the love yeah i would add more especially low like yeah. I would add them as start holds. Um, I think it. I think they make it really interesting. Um, and like I mentioned in another part of this discussion, the one of the things I do is I add footholds to a lot of the like larger, you know, profile holds that we have. Big slopers or mm-hmm. big chunky holds. I'll add a foothold to it. Um, because it changes the plane that you're working with when you go to step on that foothold. And it, it just makes for something a little more interesting than your normal one solid sheet. Yes. You know, we all tend to like value for some weird reason, this like, I want this clean, uninterrupted angle, you know, and that's great. Like the, the coolest looking boulders out there might be like that, but there's like four of them. You know, there aren't that many. More often than not, there are variation in angle throughout one one plane of rock. Why not have it on your wall? I'm into it. Yeah. So, Kimstagram volumes. Put put the volumes on. Use them. And then from uh, Joel Polum, it looks like uh, opinions on symmetrical spray walls. We've talked a little bit about this. Um, and I've talked about it quite a bit in the past. I had a conversation with tension, uh, about their spray wall versus their board. Um, grasshopper has their new symmetrical spray wall, which I think is, looks very cool. I haven't climbed on it. Um, but I'm looking forward to at some point. Um, uh, I like them. I'm into them. I think the one big limitation is that a lot of the coolest holds out there don't have a symmetrical twin. So you're going to be limiting yourself to some degree um, if you are a person who really loves grips or, you know, grip culture. Is that even a thing? Grip culture? Sneaker culture is a thing. Grip (laughs) culture is a thing. Um, If you're into that kind of stuff, then it's going to be really tough to make a symmetrical wall. I tried it and... Um, atomic has a great line of symmetric holds, but, but most of the symmetric shapes out there are very, very simple. Um, they're not going to be complicated holds. And I think it's really worth having some complicated holds, you know, weird, weird finger positions and 
things you have to match on in a strange way or use in a strange way. I think those are valuable to have on your wall and there just aren't many that have a twin. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's hard to set a symmetrical mm. spray wall because of that. But while things may not be perfectly symmetrical, you could make a little bit of an effort to have some elements of symmetry across your wall. If, uh, if you feel that that would be valuable to you on your spray wall. For example, you put heart, a perfectly symmetrical hole, dead center in the middle of the machine shop, and you go to it either hand, you go off of it, and, you know, there's an element mm. of symmetry there without, you couldn't mirror your whole wall by any means. Yeah. I do think it's valuable, though, to consider the idea of, like, why you would want a symmetrical wall and apply that to your spray wall. Yes. Um you know, we all tend, we all tend toward one direction or we do our hardest moves to our right side or whatever, you know, we all have these sort of proclivities in our movement. Um, and I think making sure you break yourself out of that is really important. Agreed. Uh, last one here. This is a big one. And I just have tons of people again because so many questions about this over the years. And again, it's another one of those questions that like the answer can't happen fully on a podcast or in a video. There have to be a bunch of different elements to discuss this. And that's how to set limit boulders on your home wall. And it's a, it's an interesting question because the actual like, actionable answer the like physical answer to it is very simple you just you just make a move that's hard it's really not that difficult to do anyone can walk up to a wall and come up with a move that's really hard for them period it's very simple to do <clears throat> yeah that's probably true the hard thing is convincing yourself you can do it and then spending time working on it yeah man big topic limit boulders yeah, and it's one that we discuss more in depth. Um, we do our best to try and break it down, to tell you ways that you can, and show you ways that you can, you can turn the variables on your wall. You can make different choices um, in order to come up with harder boulders. Um, we try to break that down in the Boulder Builder course, which is now available. Um, you can find it in the description on YouTube. You can find it in the show notes in your pocket supercomputer. And again, I'm not trying to cop out on this question. It's just a, you really just have to make the decision to work on a move that's really hard for you. That's really all it is. Don't, don't quit on it after four tries. Um, I'm going to give the one point piece of wisdom here that we've given a lot um, apply the seven try rule to it. Uh, this is something Nate came up with. And if you have a move that you think is impossible, give it seven honest efforts. And if in those seven efforts, you make any progress at all, your count starts over. Um, if in those seven efforts, you don't make any progress, then keep it for later. Come back when you're feeling more motivated or feeling stronger or whatever, you know, give it a try on another day when you're, you just have a good feeling about it, whatever it is. 
Um, just because you don't make progress in those seven tries doesn't mean it's impossible for you. It just might not be your day. Um, and do that over time. You know, you could give something 50 tries and have only made seven points of progress by this rule. So, um, very quickly, what I see is people think they've set something impossible that's totally shut down, to quote my friend Tyler, and then a handful of days later, they do the problem because they've actually given it the effort. And you can only know if it's a limit boulder if you've tried it to its limit, to your limit. You can't know it's your limit by just looking at it and guessing. So you have to give those efforts. Might as well get started. Um, 42northbouldering.com. It's coming. May or may, not, may or may not be up depending on when this happens. Um, you are on the Instagram and I don't know when we're going to be telling people that, but now they know. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, and you can find us at Power Company Climbing on all the social medias. You can find us at powercompanyclimbing.com. You can find the Boulder Builder course there, which has Zach and I discussing things for hours, uh, as well as tons of hands-on video in the machine shop and uh, the Hardwired series discussing those boulders that, that Alex asked about in the beginning of this episode. That's all there. So check those out. Find us on the Twitter machines. We're on there now. No, we're not. Not at all, actually, because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.